This is The Converse, an apostolic tabernacle podcast all about sharing the truth of God's Word. In this podcast, you will hear sermons, panel discussions, and much more. If you would like more information about this ministry or would like to plan your visit, go to atwilmington.com. For now, enjoy your time on The Converse. Thank you for joining us tonight in our online service. We'll be going to the book of Hebrews tonight, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 through 24, and Genesis chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 through 24, and Genesis chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. But ye are coming to Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and into an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and churches of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Genesis chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. I want to minister a word here tonight entitled, The Blood Speaks. The Blood Speaks. Let's pray together. We know we're a praying church, and there's many things that we're facing here uh, this evening. Families facing different situations, but we want to pray that God would touch and meet every need of those here gathered together online in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. God, for the opportunity to minister your word. And God, we're praying right now, God, that you would humble me in your sight. God, that your anointing with God would fall fresh on me right now in the name of Jesus, that I would speak not as of men, but as of the oracles of God in the name of Jesus. God, we're praying for those that are battling sickness and illness tonight. God, we pray, God, for those families. God, we plead the blood of Jesus over every home in the name of Jesus, God, that you would bring healing in Jesus' name right now. We rebuke the COVID-19 virus right now in Jesus' name, God. Have your way, God. Do a mighty work, God, in the midst of your people, and we'd be so careful to give you all of the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, we are speaking on the topic of the blood, and particularly uh, the first mention of blood. There's a law or principle entitled the first mention, and in that principle, it's basically a way that we study the scripture, that if you want to know a thing about a particular word or a doctrine, then you would find the first place that is mentioned in scripture. And tonight, the first mention of blood is mentioned here in our scripture. Genesis chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. He says, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. The Amplified says it this way. The voice of your brother's innocent blood is crying out to me from the ground for justice. And we see here that because, a, because Cain shed innocent blood, then God spoke a judgment upon him and he cursed him. He cursed him because he murdered his brother Abel and shed his innocent blood. We can see when we combine the concepts of blood and judgment, we can see going forward in the scripture in the book of Exodus chapter 12, we can see God executing the firstborn of Egypt, but passing over the Israelites who marked their doors with the blood of a lamb. In this, we are introduced to the idea of a substitute, an animal's life given in exchange for a human sinner's life. 
From here, we can see much of the book of Exodus is giving guidance and instruction on how the priesthood would minister blood sacrifices before the Lord for the sins of the people. Leviticus 17, 11 says this, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. It is the blood that makes atonement for our souls. We see throughout the Bible that God directs Moses in the building of an altar. Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of a creature is in the blood, and I've given it to you to make an atonement for your souls. In most religions, we see the theme of righteousness and goodness is at the forefront. And that's why so many can fall into false doctrine because many have not understood that the focus of our faith is not good works. The focus of our faith is not good deeds. The focus of our faith is the blood. Our confidence is in the blood of Jesus. Our confidence is in what Jesus Christ accomplished on Calvary's cross. It's not what, how good we have been. It's not the good things that we can do, but we have all acknowledged, acknowledged that there's no good thing in us. But hallelujah, through Jesus Christ, we can be made righteous through his shed blood. You see, God is a God of justice. And we see that the blood of Abel had to be avenged. His blood, the blood of Abel, it cried out. It cried out for justice. It cried out for vengeance. And, and our sins are the same way. The sins that we have committed, because we have sinned, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So there's a requirement, that, that there's a, a justice that, that is required for sin. And that justice is death. It's death. But we understand that in the, in the Old Testament, there were sacrifices that were made for the sins of the people. Because the people sinned, God had orchestrated a blood sacrifice for the sins of the people. And we can see throughout Israel's history, animal sacrifices were made each year. Each year, the, the priests, the high priests, would offer up a sacrifice. They'd offer up the blood of bulls and goats and lambs so that the sins of the people would be forgiven in that particular year. And the following year, they do it over and over again. That cycle continued. And I believe that when those blood sacrifices were made, the blood spoke. It spoke. It would speak in that moment for that season. It would speak forgiveness. It would speak a covering. You see, the blood, of, the blood is a covering. The blood of Jesus covers us. The blood of Jesus covers our sins. And in, this, in the scriptures, when they were giving blood sacrifices, it was covering their sins, but only for a season, only for a moment. And each year, they'd have to go back and give another blood sacrifices, blood sacrifice. Because we understand that the animal sacrifices were only a temporary solution to a long-term problem. You see, from the outside, outset, we have this conclusion that mankind has a sin problem. And animal sacrifices is not going to solve it. But we know, we know that it would have to be, there must be a better sacrifice, a better, a better sacrifice, a blood sacrifice that is so pure, so perfect, that once it is made, it would speak better things than the, goat, than the, than the blood of goats and bulls and rams. It would speak better things than the blood of, of Abel. You see, I, I said it before, our Christian faith does not rest upon man's, mankind's goodness. It doesn't rest upon our good works or our good deeds. Our faith rests upon 
the blood of one that came over 2,000 years ago and gave his life as a ransom. It is his blood that we put all of our confidence in. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that we have total confidence that his blood is powerful enough to make even the most hardened sinner holy. His blood is so powerful to change, he can change the hearts and minds of a wicked people. His blood is able to do that because his blood covers all of our sins. As the old hymn goes, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We see that every sacrifice in the old covenant was only pointing to a, a better sacrifice, to a perfect sacrifice. That perfect sacrifice was made in the new covenant. Jesus brought about a new covenant. We see the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Because he shed his blood, we are healed. Because he shed his blood, we can be saved. And then it goes on to say, Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant in our scriptures tonight. Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. He speaks, his blood speaks better things. Let's go to that scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We have a mediator. We have an advocate. And his blood speaks better things than that of Abel. We said it before. Abel's blood spoke what? Vengeance. But Jesus' blood speaks reconciliation. Abel's blood spoke a curse upon the murderer. But Jesus' blood speaks blessings upon all that will come to him. Jesus' blood speaks blessings upon you and I tonight because we have been washed, because we have been covered, because we have been cleansed, because we have been born again, because we have been baptized in Jesus' name. His blood covers us. Abel's blood cried out from the ground, but Jesus' blood cries out from heaven. His blood cries mercy, grace, forgiveness of sin. And this is why we must have the blood of Jesus applied to our hearts. You see, we talked about it in other religions. Every major world religion pretty much lined up on the same thing. Do as much good as you can possibly do and you'll make it to heaven. I'm here to tell you tonight, that's a fallacy. That's false doctrine. Because I'm here to tell you, there was only one who lived a perfect life. There was only one who walked this earth and never sinned. There was only one who was able to say that I can make it into heaven because I never sinned. I can make it into heaven because I never did anything outside of my Father's will. That one is Jesus. And our confidence is in Jesus. It's in his blood. You see, whenever you have a discussion about people, why you believe and why you're a Christian and not this or not that, you tell them, it's the blood. You tell them, it's the blood because I've realized and I've tried to do good on my own, but I couldn't do it. 
I understood, I came to the realization that it took a sacrifice, that it would take somebody to stand in my place and do it for me, that it, I needed someone to be my mediator between God and man. I needed somebody to be an advocate. I needed an advocate because no matter how hard I tried, I kept failing. But thank God, Jesus Christ is our advocate. Jesus Christ is our mediator tonight, and it's his blood that washes all of our sins away, and his blood still speaks. There's still power in the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, it never, it never, never loses its power. It still has power to heal. It still has power to save tonight. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, his blood. We must have it applied to our lives. We must, we must. It is an absolute necessity. We can see in Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38. It was a commandment that Peter gave to the Jews in Jerusalem. You see, the Jews knew all about blood sacrifices and atonement. They knew all about it. But Peter came along and said, there's a new covenant now. There's a new covenant. He introduced a new covenant in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, when he says, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We understand Scripture says it like this. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. But Peter said, Be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins for the forgiveness or the washing away of sins. It is because in baptism, the blood of Jesus, the, listen, the only blood, hallelujah, that is spotless. He is the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world, and it's his blood that cleanses us. Only his blood can save us. Only his blood can redeem us. Only his blood can reconcile us back to God. Only the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is applied to your life when you're baptized in Jesus' name. We must have the name of Jesus spoken over us in a watery grave because it's his blood that saves us. In summary, how do you know that you're saved? If someone asks you a question, it's very simple. How do you know that you're saved? You, a lot of people have a different ideas about salvation and all these different things. And, you know, there's a lot of opinions and ideas. But how do you know? Well, according to Scripture, I know. Because the blood of Jesus has been applied to my life because I've been baptized. This is how you know. If you've, been if you've repented of your sins and been baptized in Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus has covered you. I want to ask those that are watching, maybe there are guests that are watching online, you're not sure. You don't know. Maybe you, you maybe grew up in church or, and, and never heard this type of message before. Maybe you came to a church and the, pre the preacher told you to just say a, a quick prayer, you know, to God, and, and, that, and that would be enough. But I'm here to tell you tonight, that's not biblical, and it's not scriptural. I don't want to deny anyone's experience, but we have to line up by scripture. 
And the scripture is clear that it's the blood of Jesus that saves. And we must be born again. We must be baptized in Jesus' name. If you have not been baptized, I'm sure there's a number there that you can call or text it there in the description box, and someone will get in touch with you. We can baptize you in Jesus' name. You can be saved. You can be made whole by the blood of Jesus. You can because Jesus already paid. You don't have to try to do it on your own. Jesus already did it for you. All we have to do is receive and obey his gospel to be baptized in his name and receive the Holy Ghost. God bless you tonight. We're going to pray a quick prayer before we go tonight. And we're just so thankful that you're joining us tonight. And I pray that this word has blessed you. Father, we thank you. God, mighty God, awesome God, wonderful Savior, awesome Redeemer. God, you are so good to us. You are so, so great, God. Your, your mercy and your grace, we don't deserve it, but we're thankful that we've received it, God. And we want you, God, to just touch every heart, everyone that's watching and tuning in online. God, no matter where they may be, God, we pray that this word had pricked their hearts and that they have not been born again. I pray, God, they would get in touch with somebody here at the church, that they would get, take a call or a text or whatever they need to do to reach out so that they can be baptized in your name and the blood of Jesus will cover their sins. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to visit us at atwilmington.com. We will see you next time on The Converse.